Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Buckle up, footy fans. Triple M rocks the NRL Grand Final. Four hours till kickoff. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. Madness. 2020, due to the rapid rate of infection, we can no longer continue to play. Some kind of what a year. We have made the unprecedented decision to suspend the 2020 season. Eventually, we got it back on track. And now, eight months since the first footy was kicked, the big dance has finally arrived. What a blockbuster. This mighty team, this model of consistency, this model of success to take on the Penrith Panthers for just the fourth time in their 54-year history. They're off to the grand final. And let me tell you about the two men that matter most in this year's decider. Smith kicks straight over the head. Oh, three minutes gone. I think we've got a 40-20. There's only one Cameron Smith. Cameron Wayne Smith, the kid from Logan. The great thing about this side, we're a tough bunch, we're pretty resilient. Packed his bags and headed south to AFL town. I don't think anyone could have predicted the career this kid would have. Cameron Smith puts it right over. I'm the man. Smith is the Melbourne Storm, and tonight he has a chance to carry his team to Premiership glory once again. The Melbourne Storm, their greatness continues. To all the Cam Smith haters, sit down, shut up, and listen to this. 429 NRL games, the most of all time. Two Dally M's, a golden boot, eight straight Origin Series wins, a couple of premierships thrown in. Oh, and yeah, and throw in two World Cup winners' medals for good measure. He is the man. But there's a young Panther on the prowl who wants to take Smith's crown. Cleary from 20. He got it. Nathan Cleary, the coach's kid. We all know what we put our hands up for. He's already won a Dallium halfback of the year, a couple of Origin series, and he plays his 100th first grade game this Sunday night. And yeah, he's only 22. he wants more than anything is to lead his fearless Panthers side to their first premiership in 17 years. What about that for Nathan Cleary? Now Cleary's story is a little different from Cam's. He was destined to be rugby league's next superstar. The million dollar teen. Who wants to be the man? Who's it going to be? The Melbourne Storm? The Penrith Panthers? The master? Versus The Apprentice. It's the 2020 NRL Premiership Grand Final for our great mates at Ream and Maccas. Live from Sydney's ANZ Stadium, Triple M rocks the Grand Final. Bring it on!
How good indeed. We are at a slightly wet, cool ANZ Stadium. Uh, welcome back. As we continue to build a grand final 2020, the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. The Panthers in their first decider since 2003 on the back of 17 wins in a row. The Storm in their fourth grand final in the past five years on the back of a system designed for just such occasions. What will the story be? The father and son sharing glory? Or will it be the Clive Churchill medal finally hanging around the neck of Cameron Smith after he treads in NRL field for the 431st time, perhaps the last. Uh, that is what lies ahead of us. Sensational. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, of course, I'm with Ryan Girdler, Emma Lawrence. Uh, Nathan Brown apparently goods, <laughs> is circling the venue in his car. Can't quite find where to get into P1. Mm. Uh, if, you, if you can hear us, uh, Brown, just honk yeah. your horn uh, and somebody may come to, to your assistance. Let's, to be let's... fair, it was confusing. You was did it? have to go all the way round the back. and I know. Yeah, you couldn't just go the, the you, you regular. You almost got to the Queensland border. It was weird. Let, let's hope that he he works out how to get inside the ground before he takes over coaching the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. As we speak, uh, the NRLW Grand Final, the Brisbane Broncos are going for a three-peat. Yeah, had one defeat, I think, in the history of this competition. They face up to the Roosters, who made the Grand Final in the first year, uh, yet to win a Premiership. They desperately want to stop that juggernaut that is this uh, Brisbane women's side. We'll let you know what's going on. Uh, now, it's been a huge time. We were obviously speaking yesterday, but since then, uh, how have you been feeling as we get to within an hours of this grand final? Well, I was really calm yesterday, Tony, when mm-hmm. we spoke uh, on the show and um, I was excited and uh, just sort of having a look at the way that the Penrith team went about their business through the week. Uh, they didn't look nervous or agitated yep. or, or overwhelmed uh, at any point and that gave me a lot of confidence yesterday. But um, I have to say, uh, this morning... Um, I was sort of flooded with messages and um, and phone calls from different people who, who were just explaining in detail about uh, the journey they went on in 2000. Ha- hello, Nathan. Uh, Nathan you, Brown has walked into the studio. Did you just walk up to the front and show your ticket and they let you in or was it more difficult than that? How many times did you drive right round, circumnavigate uh, the stadium, Brownie? I ended up at the jail somehow. <laughs> well, that's certainly a new future. But, <laughs> uh, I love it. But you're here now. The ratings will pick up now, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so good to have you. Gertrude was talking about the kind of the difference in his vibe from yesterday to uh, today. Yeah, and there was just an, an overwhelming amount of, um, of people that, that messaged me and, and uh, connected with me at some point this morning, Tony, just to... Let me know more about, you know, their journey. Because I think when you're a player, you're so focused on what you need to do and um, it's about your journey and you've got so many things that you need to manage on game day and through that week, uh, making sure you're ready for the biggest game of your life. So uh, then the week after that, it's all a little bit of a whirlwind. So this uh, last couple of days, especially today, has all been about people letting me know where they were, what they went through and actually what it meant to them. And it was really good to uh, share those moments with them. And then we connected with some of the boys from the 03 side and we started sending each other messages. And yeah, it's at a couple of points, Tony, it was a little bit overwhelming, you know, you kind of realise um, what it, you know, what you put yourself through to get there and uh, what it took to to finally have that sort yeah. of success and it wasn't easy and I think, you know, you, you expect those sort of things from yourself when you're a professional athlete and when you're in those situations, you know, you really, you're probably your, your, your hardest marker, so to speak, but then when you're a little bit older, you're a little bit wiser and you can, you're a little bit more reflective, you can actually kind of appreciate uh, what you did 
and what the guys that, uh, around you did and what it took to have that success. And um, it was it was nice. I, I enjoyed it. it. Uh, did you get a message from Mick Fanning, the uh, uh, the famous well, Mick's shark always, beater? Well, I mean, he's been a, uh, a massive Panthers fan for a long time. I, I was born in Penrith, and he was I think he was saying that he was in France when he um, when he watched the O three one, and he's now in the US, and he's just had a baby, and he's over there, and he's got the Guernsey on, and the young fellow who's only I think about three or four months old's got his first Panthers Guernsey, and they're going to be supporting and watching on as as well today. So, yep, lots of messages from different people all over the place, and uh, really excited about the. Well, Fanning apparently spoke to them before last week's game, and I think it was um, Dan Carter. Ah, yeah, the um, all black, famous. Yeah, so that uh, Dave Riccio had the story in the Telegraph that Dan Carter addressed them. I think the link was through Daryl Halligan. He also got Richie McCaw before the um, the qualifying final against the Roosters just to talk about. Um, soaking it up, being in the moment, that type of thing. So, I mean... Richie McCaw is a pretty good name. I think he's won 138 tests. Won 138. It's just out of 140-something he's played. So, in terms of winning a game of footy, he knows all, all about it. Brandy, how are you feeling as you uh, look out on a slightly damp, and it is pretty cool out there, ANZ Stadium, as the uh, NRLW game still nil all? I'm feeling very good. I'd feel a lot better if I was one of the coaches of one of the teams playing today, I could tell you that, Dave. <laughs> Come grand final day, Gerds, I'm sure Gerds will appreciate this. When you're actually not involved, you feel very jealous of the people that are involved because when you've been involved in it, there's nothing quite like it. So when you're not involved in it, and certainly uh, you certainly aspire to be there or, or hope to be there in the following year if you're involved with the club but at, at any capacity, whatever you, whether you're a strapper, a rubber, a a kit man, a consultant, doesn't matter what you are, you want your team there if you're not there. And that's, there'll be plenty of uh, coaches at home and plenty of players and plenty of uh, people involved in clubs sitting at home now having a couple of beers or a glass of wine watching, thinking, geez, I hope we're there next year. M, mm. sideline? It's so good. I mean, sideline's such a great job anyway. And I do bits and pieces for Triple M and Channel 10, but I always say the, the best part of my job is getting to sit sideline because. It's just you get to soak up all the action and, I mean, it's very wet tonight, but that's okay. It'll still be good to be here and, um, yeah, just being, I think, at the grand final, I'm, like Brownie said, you get jealous if you're not involved. Even being a journalist, there have been a, a couple of years where they might need you back at the studio, hosting from the studio, and I remember I was filthy when they said, oh, you can't beat the ground, you've got to host at the studio at Fox. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I just want to, you want to be here. And even though I'm not a part of one particular team, just to be at the ground and soak up the atmosphere is, it's just so good. And I guess that's why you, you get into the job, to be part of days like this. Indeed, and in the NRLW, the uh, Brisbane Broncos, who are the defending premiers, going for that three-peat, they have scored under, under the posting. It was Tamika Upton, who's had a terrific uh, season, short though it may be, the full-back. Uh, she looks a little bit of that Paul Hoff uh, loping run about her. Uh, she scored plenty of tries. They lead uh, 4-0, will become 6-0 any moment. We've got plenty on in the uh, couple of hours we get to share with you. Uh, Craig Gow will join us, which will be absolutely sensational, along with Matt Guy. Let's just have a quick look at what is going on. Emma Lawrence, uh, team changes. What's the latest with the Tyrone May Brent Naden scenario? Well, it's not official. They don't release the official teams until an hour before, but it, it's come out and the Telegraph have um, put out that Brent Naden, unfortunately, will miss out on the 17, like he did last week. So at the last minute, Ivan Cleary put Tyrone May at right centre. Naden missed out and then Mitch Kenny came onto the bench. So 
We thought that may happen again, particularly given the fact that because Kickout was back, they've got Kurt Capewell on the bench as cover for an injury in the backs at all. So it will be Tyro May at centre. Brent Naden has played 18 games this year, but unfortunately he'll be the 18th man for the grand final. And Mitch Kenny gets a spot on the bench. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's I mean, tough. it's just it's, it is. It's really tough. Um, on Brent because he's had a fantastic couple of seasons now and sort of started on the wing last year and then made his way into the centres this year and he's he's keeping a guy na- named Dean Far Faray out of the the spot who's a international so um, he's had a great season unfortunately at times throughout the season yeah they've they've targeted him defensive targeted him defensively and um, it was a couple of times in that Roosters game and uh, the week before as well uh, where he was just isolated and came up with a poor decision and sometimes that's all it takes now. If you look at the Melbourne Storm down that left side, that's where they're most potent. That's where, you know, Kenny Bromwich, who's a really creative type, uh, he, he combines down there with Munster. And then you've got Pappenhausen out the back. You've got Olam, who's just in the form of his career, and the Fox on that left side. And they can come at you from anywhere on the field. So they need to be on out there defensively. And Tyrone May will just steady up that side for them. So what are your thoughts, Brownie, uh, overnight? Are you having thought and difference in your opinion what you're about, is about to unfold here this evening? No, I mean, as, you know, from a, yeah, the middle part of this year, I thought that the Melbourne Storm were a, were a you know, convincingly better footy side than they've been the, the past two years. Uh, one of those reasons was uh, down to, to the form of the halfback, Jerome Hughes, developing his game really well. And the other one was is that when they're at full strength there, their bench has just got so much power and, and so much class to it, which gives their good players the opportunity to play. And, and the left side, which uh, Gurge just spoke about, Melbourne's left side, you know, when they go through, you got the Fox and Pappenhausen are in the top sort of four fastest guys in the competition. So when that left side breaks you open, more often than not it results in a try because they're just too fast. You know, their speed's so electrifying. So... I could understand if, if Ivan Cleary felt that Tyro May is a better defensive player, I could understand why he would do that. And from you know, for all the listeners, from a coach's point of view, one thing I could tell you, Ivan Cleary would have got absolutely no satisfaction if I tell him Brent Naden he couldn't play. He would have he would have had a sleepless night because he you know, to to break a kid's heart like that for all the right reasons doesn't make you feel good and Ivan would have he would have felt terrible given the news but on the other hand if he thinks that's the right way to go he'd, he'd, he'd feel his conscience is good because he's done the right thing Would he have made that call today or would you think it was something really inside the team may have happened a couple of days ago? I'm pretty confident yeah. Ivan would have known what he was doing when the team was announced and I'm pretty confident that even though he named the team how it was I'm pretty sure that Brent Naden would have known that he, that he wasn't playing and that, that Tyrone May was playing I don't think any coach would deliberately name someone and not tell them and then get their hopes up and then let them know they're not playing. Um, and, you know, the Melbourne Storm uh, were beaten well by Penrith earlier, earlier this year and uh, when you're beating a side like Melbourne, uh, you're generally getting some things uh, tactically right. Um, so I would have thought what they did that day won't hold up today because Melbourne will be ready to combat that, you know. And I know in our 93 grand final when we played... Uh, the Broncos, you know, we played Broncos in, I think it was the second last round and we needed to win to finish in the top top two or three teams and if Broncos beat us, they would have been top three and we would have been fifth, you know, so that back then it was top five, you know, and we had, you know, Mark Coyne was our only representative player back then and the Bronx had, you know, 15 test and origin players, so, you know, Brian Smith came up with this great plan which enabled us to beat Brisbane at Brisbane in 50-something thousand people, which got us into the, the top part 
we got to the grand final and Brisbane come through from fifth and actually made it through. But, you know, Brisbane knew what we were going to do. We'd, we'd showed our hand because we had to because we didn't beat Brisbane. We weren't good enough to come from fifth where Brisbane were, you know. So, you know, whatever, whatever Penrith did that day, I have a feeling that Melbourne will be able to combat that far better because they know what's coming because you, you just don't fluke and beat a side like Melbourne or the Roosters when they're so consistent. Well, they took them on through the middle, Brownie. That's what they did. And I think that's that was the point in the season. People will say, oh, when did you know that Penrith you know, had the ability to go on and really contribute at the back end of the season? I think it was after that moment, after they got a, a big scalp. Uh, they played, I think, the Roosters it was before we went into the break in the COVID lockdown. But then after that, they came out, they flew out of the blocks and then a couple of weeks back into the season, they came up against the Melbourne Storm, and uh, and I think for a lot of people, they th- everyone was wondering how they were going to go against the Melbourne yeah. Storm, and they went down there, and I think it might have been at Jubilee, um, and uh, they took them on through the middle, and they dominated them through the middle, and I think it was it was uh, fourteen all up until about the sixtieth minute, and then Kickow scored and Cleary kicked the field goal. They won by seven points that day, um, but it was the dominant way they went about uh, the the competition in the middle of the field that impressed me that day and if, if Melbourne are obviously going to be ready for that at this time this time around as you as you just spoke about but you know that was a sign to me that Penrith can win and they've done so in so many ways throughout the season against different opposition quality opposition so if it turns into that battle again today that was actually the game where Craig Bellamy came out in the press conference and said you know I question these guys commitment they need to understand, you know, who they want to yep. be this year. You know, it was a big moment for Melbourne. They only lost by seven points, but they got beaten up through the middle of the field, and that was by this young Penrith pack. So it's going to be interesting to see the fireworks in the middle this afternoon because big games, invariably, we all know, are, are won or lost in the middle. So uh, it's going to be no place for the faint-hearted. And, and both sides have achieved so much. You know, if you look at, you know, Penrith to win... Is it 17 or 18 games straight? What number is it now? It'll be 18. 18, 18 if today. they win it. So yep. 17 straight in any era is great. In today's era where there's salary caps and the competition's closer, is an amazing achievement. And, you know, probably because of, you know, if we're being honest, people's uh, New South Wales dislike for Cameron Smith and the Melbourne Storm. Around this time of year, everyone seems to hate Melbourne Storm and they bring up something different. But if you look what Melbourne's achieved to be where they are today, they actually picked their whole football club and left states. And if any other club had done it, everyone would be singing their praises. But yep. because it's Melbourne, I think people tend to ignore it a little bit. But that's a huge achievement by them as well. Indeed it is. All right, we're going to come back and, uh, and talk motivations. We are going to catch up with Craig Gower as well. 12 nil. the Broncos lead. The Roosters is in, in the NRLW. Amber Hall, uh, a powerhouse try, just scored. But the Roosters on the attack. Plenty to come. We do it thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Thanks to McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. to Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks foot. Yeah, it's the extended version of the Sunday Sinbin. Uh, headed to the pre-game show, 6 o'clock, 7.30 kickoff. We are at ANZ Stadium for the uh, the grand final, the Panthers and the Storm. The NRLW grand final underway as we speak, 12-4. Now the Broncos lead after a good backline movement. Nice try to Yasmin Meeks for the Roosters. So it is 12-4. Ryan Gerdler just uh, viciously attacked some punter who's walking up just because he's wearing a Dragons jersey. I mean, why shouldn't I? I'm wearing my Dragons underpants. If you come... Are you actually? Of course I am. If you've... <laughs> Arrived at a venue like this for a grand final, your team mm. isn't in it. You can still just wear civvies. No, why just wear... did you fly the colours? Well, because you're not involved. Because you know, he's involved. No, he he's not. Rugby league. He's, well, he's, he's a, a game of rugby. Yeah, league. but his team's not involved. 
So, you know, just wear your civvies or, or jump on jump on a bandwagon, come and support oh. someone, but don't wear a jersey that's just not There's involved in There's always a Souths fan at every game. <laughs> Isn't there an account random South guy? I'm sure that's a thing. Sure. That there's every time you go to a game, even another code, I'm pretty sure there was a South jersey at the AFL Grand Final as well last night. Oh, that's beautiful. It? I think there was. Mm. I think it's brilliant. Can you look you look out there, Gerds, yep. and can you see in your mind's eye 2003, can you see where various things happened on the field that night? Well, I, I can when I think about it, Tony. Yeah, I, I can. Um, I can vividly remember the the Sattler tackle, yep. which was down on about that 30, uh, 25 metre line down in the uh, the southern end. There, pointing's no good, I know, because you're listening. But um, <laughs> I remember that. I, I remember the big moments. I remember the Rooney try in that in the um, what's that the the west, the northwest corner there, the Rooney try that sealed it, and it the Pritis try, Pritis long pass under the band, uh, under the post there. Yeah, so I remember all, all the big moments. Remember Terry McCarth down, down in that little patch of grass down there, um, running, trying to get back on side, not quite making it. I love it. I love it. Reedy, uh, who will join us at five o'clock, he spoke yesterday about the Storms uh, mantra, which was pinched from Clint Eastwood film Heartbreak Ridge, which was pinched from the US Marines. You know, improvise, adapt. But ov- poor old overcome. Craig Bellamy was going to be heartbroken because. Uh, Reedy said, well, no, he thought it was from Clint, Clint Eastwood. I know, I know. Well, I, I read today, and we're going to speak with that with uh, Gowie in just a minute. His pre-season chat with this uh, Penrith side sounds absolutely amazing. And there's a great line. He said, if I said you win it all, you, uh, you'll win it all, what would you be willing to do? Words that inspired. Did you guys, when you were playing, did you have that? Or even as a coach now, do you, like, do you stick things up on in the dressing room? What are the There's, things that you think will motivate players? In, uh, in today in sport, you know, with, whether it be psychologists or leadership coaches or some sort of consultant or whether the coach himself comes up, there's not a sporting organisation that doesn't have some theme or something on the wall, but it doesn't, that doesn't make you win. Buying into it makes you win. I could, I could guarantee the Brisbane Broncos had a theme and had something on their wall. I could guarantee the side that ran second last. I'll guarantee you the Dragons did. It just means they didn't buy into it properly and do it. So the words don't really mean much. It's what you do about it that means something. So Craig Gow could have spoke to this group of blokes. If they didn't want to buy into something and deliver, they wouldn't be today. So that's the way I look at those things. Yeah, it's, it's about the buying, what makes it work. The words, as I said, every club would have something that meant a lot but just didn't quite apply themselves as good as maybe the Panthers or Melbourne. Good. Well, I think that's what made Gowie such a special player and such a great guy to play with because that was his attitude around everything. And he wasn't one of the a leader that had a lot to say before games or at training sessions or didn't like to sort of address the group at, um, in, 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 in big moments, so to speak. Um, but he let his actions do his talking. And that's exactly how he trained every week. That's how he played every weekend. Uh, and just to have people like that around an organisation, as Brownie said, you know, you have no other option but to buy in. You know, he's a guy that used to hold people accountable. He's probably the best, you know, Joey's always a great defensive halfback. Gowie, probably the most brutal defensive halfback that, you know, I play, I had the um, pleasure of playing alongside because the amount of times he just flew out of the line just to make a statement. Um, and when you've got guys that are, you know, 40, 35 or 40 kilos heavier than him standing next to him and he's doing that, what choice do they have? Um, so he just always got a reaction when he needed it, and that's what made him such a great leader, and that's why you know, I was so happy to see that quote over the last couple of days, and I'm glad we're going to speak to him soon because, um, yeah, he was an unbelievable captain for the Panthers.
Brownie, as a coach, were you one for or are you one for the kind of Churchillian speech pre-game? Oh, I don't think, you know, I don't think, you know, there's, there's some coaches that are outstanding motivators, but if your team needs a Churchillian speech every week, you've got, you got the wrong football team. Like, there's, no, there's no coach out there. No one can come up with a Churchillian speech every week. You know, there's probably mm. the odd special occasion, I suppose, where, where it may be needed for some reason, backs against the wall, or you might be in a bit of a, like a siege-type mentality. But, you know, as far as, you know, if, if, does Craig Bellamy give a Churchillian speech every week? No, not at all. Craig Bellamy's team's prepared very, very well during the week, and he'll have his key focus points. You know, the, the points will have been made during the week, what they need to do, what they think they need to do to beat Penrith. And, um, you know, the, the, those speeches, you know, Gus was very famous from in origin time, wasn't he? Yeah. It's was a very different type of football, you know. And, and we've all had the, you know, different occasions where where a coach may have produced something brilliant before a game. But, you know, premiership winning teams don't need Churchillian speeches from a coach every week. They've got great leadership already out there and, and they're well prepared and they're, and they're hungry. Well, Ivan said during the week he certainly won't, be doing anything like that, that that's not his style. He, we see he's always very calm anyway. He's not really a man of too many words. And even to Nathan, I know he's been asked a few times, oh, what's the last thing you'll say to Nathan? And he said, not much really, maybe just something about the weather. He said, we're not going to have a moment. It's just, it really is, particularly because it's a young group. He said, I don't want to make it different. I just want to keep it just like it is another game. So I know that's his style, um, certainly. If you've got someone like Cameron Smith, though, is he the type that... Like maybe he says something. Oh look, Cameron's before, obviously been a great leader. Does he not need to? Really? But as I said, it's you know, I'm sure Cameron Smith would be given, you know, great advice to the players that he feels might need a bit of advice. I'm sure Bellyache, you know, they'd be given some nice advice, but it won't be. A, it's not a Churchillian speech. Mm-hmm. It might be just a, a couple of words about the day or the lead up. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the you know probably one of the great things for for probably both sides this week. I think Gerds was talking about it yesterday. This hasn't been a normal grand final week because yep. there's no grand final luncheons and breakfasts and huge media days. You know, so it's gone. You know, both sides have probably gone about it pretty quiet for for the uh, the storm. You know, they're up there in Brisbane, out of sight, out of mind. They've been in, they're always in quarantine, aren't they? So I, I think they got out of quarantine on Friday. So they've been in quarantine all week, basically, because of the rules in Queensland. So it's been a very, very unique grand final week where the hype around it and the, and the lead-up basically hasn't been there, I suppose. So you're in your camp and how your camp handled it and how the Penrith camp handled it, they may have gone about it two different ways. But I'm sure if, uh, if Cameron Smith felt that there was a play that needed a bit of a, a helping hand to get through the week, I'm sure he'd offer it, or, or Bellyache. They've got so much experience there, haven't they? Well, that's what it allows you to do, Brownie. You, you read the room, and that's exactly what yeah. Cam Smith did last week before when they got on the on the ground there. You could see the rev up he gave the boys before they got off to that flying start there against the Raiders. But in general, I think, you know, the uh, the moment speaks for itself, and, and the build-up and the way that you get here and the journey that you've been on, you know, to make it to a grand final... It builds that moment for you. It's the it's the speech that you need. You don't need anyone to say anything. In fact, I think you know sometimes people can overdo it during these big games. There's a little bit too much talk, and sometimes people or players get nervous. They feel like they need to talk, and it become a little bit. It can become a little bit annoying. So sometimes less is more in these moments, and I'd imagine Ivan's all about less is more. And then when you run out, would you look straight for your family? What do you? What well, did you look up? Well, I think what? I touched on it yesterday. You know, being a an, an, an more experienced player and we had a lot of young guys, I was just looking at the group and, and going to individuals, making sure when we were on that they 
knew where we were. You know, it's it's um, it's a big occasion. Sometimes you can get lost in the lights uh, for guys that haven't run out in front of eighty thousand before, and you know, in a grand final, it's pretty daunting. So it's for me. I made sure I sort of got around to the guys that were going to start the game for us, the Jolly Clintons and and uh, and Big T, and making sure that you know our first set was going to be um, a good one, uh, and it wasn't. But you know. Everyone's going to go through their own process and make sure they're comfortable. But you would you would encourage that to the boys. You know, get out here and have a good look around and really understand where you are uh, and then, you know, narrow that focus. Five and a half minutes uh, left in the first half of the NRLW Grand Final. The Broncos 12 lead the Roosters for... Although the Roosters, I think, have forced a goal line dropout. Craig Gower will join us next. This is the uh, Sunday Sin Bin. Thanks to Bryden's Lawyers. set for life? One ticket gives you seven draws over seven days. That's daily chances to win $20,000 a month for 20 years. Grab your set for life entry in store, online at thelot.com or on the Lot app today. Australia's largest monthly equipment and machinery auction is on again. Bid on hundreds of construction, transport and agricultural items in the Ritchie Brothers Iron Planet massive two-day event. Choose from excavators, dozers, scrapers, graders, tippers, prime movers and more. Whether you're looking to buy one unit or a whole fleet, get it all from Ritchie Brothers Iron Planet. Place your bid today. It's easy. Go to ironplanet.com.au. Auction ends October 27 and 28. Financing is available. For saving the princess, my court wizard will grant you whatever your heart desires. Gold. Jewels. TPG's new NBN 100 plan? Oh. What do you get with TPG? Super fast internet at an incredible price. 80 megabits per second typical evening speeds and it's just $79.99 for the first six months. Mm-hmm. We need TPG in this castle. TPG.com.au New customers only. $89.99 per month thereafter. Min charge $189.94. Typical evening speeds measured from 7 to 11 p.m. See website for coverage and terms. Haven't caught the Hamish and Andy podcast lately? You're missing out on some epic power moves. Boys, I've got a power move that can be used while watching something with a group of people. When watching a far-fetched television show or movie, turn to someone you want to belittle and go, remember when you thought this was based on a true story? (laughs) (laughs) The Hamish and Andy podcast brought to you by Amy. Lucky you're with Amy. Now's the time to listen. Download the new Podcast One Australia app. Podcast One. It's easy to catch up with mates online, but it can be hard to tell how they're really doing behind the screens. Maybe they've taken up some new hobbies or found new ways to cope with working from home. Maybe they're doing just fine or maybe their gambling's getting out of hand. Oh, man. Check in the next time you catch up for Gambler Aware Week. Learn how at responsiblegambling.nsw.gov.au forward slash checkmates. So you want a furphy? Back in 82, Burroughs were down by six. Right on the siren, the mark of the match. 60 metres out, but he booted that ball so hard it split like an old shoe. The leather went 
through for six. But the bladder sailed through for an extra point. And that's how I kicked a seven-pointer to win the match. <laughs> There's your furphy. <sighs> Unbelievable. A lower rate? Let's do this. Woo-hoo! We could finally get into our dream home. Oh, that was quick. And with a variable rate as low as this, we could afford to really make it our own and be ready for whatever comes next. Hey, get back here. Westpac's Flexi First Home Loan now has a lower variable rate. Maybe it's time to say hello, dream home. Just search Westpac Flexi First or call your broker today. Credit criteria, T's and C's, fees and charges apply. There are so many delicious meals you can cook with pork mince. Delicious pork rissoles, crumbed pork mince koftas and pork mince sanchoy bao. Mmm. Check out all the recipes at pork.com.au and get some pork on your pork. At Choice Hotels, we know you don't always need a passport for the perfect holiday, especially when you live in this beautiful country. So if you're seeking a short break or getaway this spring, Choice Hotels is there with hotels across Australia, from Cairns to Coffs Harbour, Apollo Bay to Adelaide and everywhere in between. For a limited time only, you can enjoy 20% off when you book direct at choicehotels.com for the lowest price guaranteed. Subject to availability, T's and C's apply. See choicehotels.com. Thanks to McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. A Triple M NRL. Classic grand final moment. 2005, the West Tigers and Benji's flick pass. Thurston, right foot kick, down the ground, into the end goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. What great moment will we see here tonight in the grand final? The Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers in the uh, the women's grand final. The Broncos thought they were going to have it all their own way after leading 12-0. Well, the Roosters have certainly come back at them. 12 points to 10. It is uh, just 50 seconds remaining in the first half with uh, the Roosters' six tackles right at the Broncos' line. I don't know if you noticed that the the goalposts actually light up when there's either a try or a goal. Keep your eye on that. We might get into that a little bit later just to see exactly uh, how good that is going to work for us this evening. Uh, right now, though, what a great thrill to welcome to the show uh, a man who has gone through the Premiership glory. I'm talking about Panther Craig Gower. Gower, g'day. Tony, how's things, buddy? I'm really well, thank you. How are you feeling, more importantly, just a couple of hours out? Yeah, I'm pretty relaxed, mate. It's, you know, obviously, I'm not playing, so it's, it's pretty easy just to turn up and always, uh, you know, grab, grab the W. Well, I saw, uh, read in the story today about your influence. Uh, you managed to speak to this young group. I think it might have been in the preseason and talked them a bit through, uh, you know, what you guys had gone through. And, and today we're talking about how influential that was. Did you enjoy that process? It's, it's always fantastic, you know, trying to, um, you know, let your experiences be known to, to a young group like that, where there, obviously there's a lot of guys that uh, are very impressionable and, and just, Maybe just a few things that they maybe could look at, you know, when they're starting the season. You know, it's a it's a, it's a long road, and uh, you know, if you can get off to a good start and then train really well in the preseason, gives you a you know a great platform to play well during during the year, and and they certainly have done that. And how has this week been? I'm sure there've been plenty of journalists reaching out for comment, and your former teammates reaching out and and sharing some memories as well. Did it did it take you back to 03? 
Oh, it certainly has. It's, uh, you know, it's for, for a player, um, you know, for 17 years ago, that was the greatest, one of the greatest days of my life, um, you know, to experience that with, with my teammates and the euphoria of winning, uh, winning a grand final when, you know, that's all you've dreamt of when you're a young kid. And uh, to go through that process and, and try and re- relive it now with, with, with what's going on, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly great to go back to that, 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 that stage of my life. And, um, you know, that's, it's great to see that, uh, you know, the, the effect it's had on other people as well. Yeah, well, if the Panthers get the cash, mate, any chance of uh, these young Panthers players getting to see how a true legend celebrates like yourself? Will you make <laughs> festivities? Uh, the, the, you know, they've asked me to come with them, you know, so I, I can I can sort of lay the platform down, down, down for the boys, but... Um, <laughs> I just don't know if it, uh, it's, it's the right thing to do at uh, this age, mate. It takes, it takes me a lot longer to oh. recover than what I used to do. Are you kidding me? Gowie, they are not ready for what you're going to throw at them if they win the competition. <laughs> mate, That'll I, be... I, I, I tell you, good, if there's any more West Busters, I'm not going anywhere near them, mate. You know? so <laughs> uh, We've seen some terrible images of you and Ryan Girdler this week. It just shocked me to the core. It was he the... Uh, the, the there's a lot of love going back on there. We we're Wasn't fighting, we we're, were cuddling, we we're doing everything, mate. It was just, yeah, it was uh, certainly, certainly different. Hey, Pico, did it, did it surprise you a little bit this year? Obviously, we're still, um, you know, we, we love the club and we follow them every year and we're always talking about where they're at. And I have to say, you know, it, it caught me a little off guard, their development this year. I didn't think they were going to go, you know, so close so early. Did you see this coming? Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say I was seen it coming, girls, but I, I knew that they were training well. Uh, th- yeah, there were some big unknown factors. You know, obviously Nathan taking full con- control of the team and, uh, you know, young Luai there at 5'8". At, at uh, they had some other young kids coming through. And, and you know yourself, like for us, you know, when we had Lukey Lewis and Luke Rooney and Shane Rodney Swaney come through, they sort of come from nowhere as well. We knew that they were good players, but until they get out there and do it, you, you just don't know. And... Um, you know, you've just seen the momentum they, they got straight away. They started well, the, the season well, and obviously COVID hit, and they did all the right things as a team, and uh, they just kept kept getting better and better and better. And, you know, who, who would have thought they would have won so many games in a row? And, uh, you know, everyone's saying they need a loss. Well, they, they've just shown that they, they didn't need a loss, and now they're in the big one with one, one to go. And I'm sure out of all the players you've loved uh, as a halfback watching Nathan Cleary, I know Brandy said during the week that he's just got a calmness about him that reminds him of Cameron Smith. What do you love most about watching Nathan? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's just, I think it's that. It's, it's the poise that he's got for such a young kid to be able to control the game with a cool head. You, know, you don't see any sort of erratic play from him. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's beyond his years, I feel, and... Uh, just the way that he's, he's he's grown as a player for this season, uh, you know, his kicking kicking game is just wonderful, and and that's that's going to be something that's going to be very important um, uh, today if they're going to win the game. Combination with Jerome, Jerome Luai, obviously important, but how big has Api Corusau been? Oh, he, he's another cog to that to that um, that that team. You know, he actually gives Nathan Nathan the freedom because he's he's so dangerous out of dummy half. He's jigging, he's ducking, he's you know, you just don't know what he's doing. So, you know, it's, this game tonight, it's going to be very important for the guys to start well. Uh, it's hard to chase Melbourne down for points, so they need to start well. They, they need to be confident. They just need to, to build pressure, find the corners, and uh, try and rattle rattle Melbourne a little bit. And, I, and that's very hard to do, but uh, I think they've got the team to do it. 
You still live out there, Gowie? What's the community feel like? I mean, is it obviously it's different this year. There's no, not a lot of contact with the players and such, and you know, the players aren't allowed to be out and about like we were. Like every every time we won a game, we spent the next three days at the Penrith Plaza getting pats on the back. I mean, what's it what's it what's it like out there? Yeah, it's, it's it's really strange, goods. You know, like oh, I seen uh, I had a photo with uh, James Tommy, and I seen Nathan uh, yesterday. It was, and um, oh, it's just it's just weird. You know, they, don't get me wrong, the colours are out, they're doing stuff at the league's club and that, but just the atmosphere of that whole build up of the of the of the week, even even the games during the season. You know, we had twenty one thousand there, and it was it was pumping, mm. and you know, there's, there's nothing better experience than, than experiencing things like that, and. Uh, I, it's a shame that they've missed out on that, but maybe that's a good thing for them because they're so young and and um, it's not as much experience in the team as we had. So hopefully um, that, that, that'll work in their favour. You said in the, that storage statement, it takes all kinds, all kinds of personalities, a certain per- personality to become an elite athlete and so successful as you were. But you describe yourself as having an all or nothing personality and sometimes that is not so great. Yeah, well, you know, girls will vouch for that. You know, that's just that's how I got to where I, I, I did. You know, I used to my training was it, um, extreme sometimes. You know, I was always doing extras and all the rest of it. And then uh, on the other side, where it probably wasn't the the, uh, the the best times, I was sort of you know a little bit out of control at times. You know, so it's you know that, that's that was me. Uh, you know, right or wrong, it's um, you know that's that's was part of my life and. Obviously, that's that's something in 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 the, the review review like that uh, I have to deal with. So and accept that that stuff went on when in my career that probably probably shouldn't have and um, well certainly shouldn't have and and that's it. I take it though, Gary. That's probably what made you say good because I'm sure, yeah, you know, my my uh, memories of blokes like yourself. One thing you certainly did was trained hard every session. So I, I take it you would have been a great trainer, mate. Um, I think that's uh, that's how I was, you know, that's I, I knew I had to work hard, you know, I didn't think I was the most skillful sort of player, so at the end of the day, it's, it's the want to do something and the will to win and, and all the rest of it, They it all adds up to be, a, to, 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 to be one of the players that you want to be and um, obviously that's that's how I was um, and um, that's what worked for me to get, to get myself to the first grade. It's it's hard to deny there's some uncanny resemblance, like some some things that are so connected with the 03 side and and the 2020 side, Gowie. You know, Preston Campbell, the Jerome Luai, the unpredictable way they went about their business, the control that you had over a game and the control that Nathan's got, the father-son, I mean, the minor premiership. I don't know. You're not a superstitious guy. I 100% know that. But do you think there's something there that's just a little bit special and gives Penrith a little bit of an edge today? I don't have it to Ed's goods, but there's, uh, there's certainly a, a hell of a lot of similarities between the, the two teams. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's what they do out there today. It's uh, all the stuff that's been done in the past. Is, it's got nothing to do with what goes out there today. And they're going to come up against the Red Hot uh, Melbourne team. And But I think they can do it. I, I, I really do. I think there's, there's no scars with these young guys. They're, they're full of confidence. Uh, you, you've just seen the camaraderie between the team, uh, with the team for the whole season. And, they're just getting better and better. Uh, you know, I know that the last two games weren't weren't perfect, but they've never been in those situations before. And hopefully, that those two games have held them in in good stead playing this big one tonight. And where are you? Are you here to watch the game, Gowie? I'm here now. I'm just about to do anything for Fox. 
and, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I'm in the and I'm just doing a couple of things for the NRL, and then I'll be up uh, in one of the uh, corporate boxes with with a sponsor. So, uh, well, mate, enjoy it. You deserve it, uh, and thanks so much for having a chat. Good luck for tonight. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Enjoy my game. There he is, Craig Gower, uh, one of the greats and leading, of course, that Panther side, uh, 2003. That also had a very... You'd assume Gerds was in the um, grand final this week too. He's been uh, everywhere we go, just photos, autographs. You're a superstar this week, Gerds. Well, you know, there's you just got to embrace it. Em, yeah. But is it cool? Does it? I, I've, because now you know, I've enjoyed ever, it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can just find a way to say no, no. And I thought at the back end of last week when a few people started saying, "Oh, can we do something?" I thought, well, why not embrace it? Yeah. You know, it's something that you don't really get to experience these parts when you're playing because you're so focused on and you're so nervous and it's just not a priority. So I thought, you know, we do a little bit of stuff in the media, a little bit of promotion for the game. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. So I put my hand up and, yeah, I was at the opening of pretty much everything. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm you look so tired. You, you look tired, Gertz. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you after the game this evening, see if you've got that kick-on factor in you. Uh, still plenty to come right here. The Sunday's in Ben, all thanks to Bryden's lawyers. McDonald's, Triple M Rocks Footy, Marine Hot Water, Triple M Rocks Footy. Still raining here at ANZ Stadium as the second half of the NRLW Grand Final gets underway. The Broncos 12 lead the Roosters 10. It is time for this. Ladies and gentlemen, in I love Tony Seasons. I love the three and five. One, two, three. Now, you know what I've done, don't you? I've decided that I was getting so much flack about the three and fives for the most of the season, not being three and fives at all, just being stupid quizzes, that I have actually gone back to the original three and five template. So uh, each of you uh, will get three questions. Well, one question, you need three answers is more accurate. But you only have five seconds in which to answer that question. Uh, if we, the music is very loud in your ears, I imagine. Mm. Ready? You're ready to go then. Uh, this, very, very simple questions, but the pressure is in the timing. All right, I'm going to start with uh, you, Nathan Brown. Name three of this year's retiring, pl- retiring players. Chris Lawrence. Yeah. Adam Blair. Ooh. You, you, you certainly got Chris Lawrence, Adam Blair. You got two. There's the, uh, Tim Glasby, obviously, uh, James Graham, Ethan Lowe, Darius Boyd, Joel Thompson, David Gatchen. Yeah, we're not sort of thinking about it. It sort of yeah, stumbles no, you a bit, doesn't it? It does, yeah. exactly. And I saw you reading the list of them a moment ago. No, no, well, I just saw that picture of Em's brother and I thought that's why he's first one come to mind. <laughs> exactly. He's here. He's here doing the – they'll get to do the lap. Is he excited about doing the lap? Um, hey, two out of three is still something to chase, though, isn't it? No, two is actually pretty good. Given that the, the next two, oh, I'll go. I'll go with you, um, M, because this is. Uh, this will depend on how uh, you, how carefully you were listening yesterday to the show. Name the three years that Nathan Brown played in the NRL Grand Final. Ninety three. Ninety-seven. No. No. Oh no, that was no, that was that was a dumb no. thing. That was a manly. He just decided was to play grand final every three years. Ninety-three, ninety-six, 90, and, and ninety-nine. Nine. Indeed. All right. So uh, that is one one point for you. So uh, it's two to beat. 
Uh, a bit of pressure on Gertz. Okay, I Gertz. won the one yesterday too on me fair one. Is Reedy? You, you did. Oh, Reedy's here. For Reedy will be in the, uh, very, very shortly. What do you got, Tone? Okay, Gertz. <coughs> here we go. <laughs> Name. Wim Hoffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may need more than Wim Hof. I probably yes. will. Name three wingers who have won the Clive Churchill medal. Oh, Chris Anderson. Um, Slippery Morris. And... Hazamel Mazury. Trick question. No wingers have won the year. None. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure there was no wingers. I thought, the only position. No wingers. Well, that's not true. They, I named three wingers, though, that have did. won a premiership. You've done very good. You've done very good. The thing is that they retrospectively so My 2 won, see? Look, you can't even stop thinking about winning. I love you. Well, I won yesterday, too. It's to be fair, well done. The last day today. I go out with two titles. Just before I get on to that, Tony, Steve, Steve Gearin, retrospectively... Was, they went back to 1954 through 85 and named players of the match. He would have won uh, the Clive Churchill and the Bulldogs would have 1980. With that the, the, try from the bomb. bomb exactly. That's an absolute slap in the face from you for me, Tony. I know it is a little bit, but Brownie, since he is going, he needed a little, I bit, need of a little bit of confidence. When, when, when do you actually leave? Um, for Inzid? Well, today's my last day on the radio. I'm yep. retired after today. Um, after today, we're going to be hitting you up for interviews. No, it's not pretty a problem. Much not a problem, man. Not a problem. It's the least I can do. Um, hopefully, my permit will come through this week, and I'll fly to New Zealand. At maybe, hopefully, at the end of the week. Maybe on Sunday or something. Maybe. Hopefully, if my permit comes through. You excited? Stroke nervous? Yeah, no, very excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, been away from. Uh, the wife and kids for eight weeks it starts to get a bit long with the little ones when you yeah. don't get to see them but apart from missing the family a little bit I can't wait four and a half minutes into this NRL uh, W grand final second half and looks like a try to the Broncos stretched out to 16 points to 10 uh, their lead uh, when we come back Reedy joins us Emma Lawrence will be uh, doing some work around about the place we'll catch up with her a bit later on but Reedy uh, is next and Matt Geyer joins the show stick around Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.